It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods, they did it to honor their kings, they did it to train their soldiers, they did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is Coliseum Corner, the wrestling podcast where each and every Coliseum home video is reviewed. From the personalities and specialties to the best of the WWF and even the Collector Series. If you're looking for reviews of WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles, and SummerSlams, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos. We review the good, the bad, and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hello everyone and welcome to Coliseum Corner. I'm your host, Bill Yankovey. According to Webster's Dictionary, the word grudge is defined as to be unwilling to give or admit, give or allow with reluctance or resentment, a feeling of deep-seated resentment or ill will. So why did I bring up the definition of grudge? Well, because today, right here on Coliseum Corner, I'm going to be reviewing grudge matches. This is another in the specialty series from Coliseum Home Video. And this one takes a look, well, specifically at grudge matches. And in particular, rivalries and feuds. This videotape is hosted by Gorilla Monsoon. And I'm not going to give away the spoilers of some of the matches that we will have in this. But Gorilla Monsoon does warn us that there will be some blood seen in some of these matches. So if you're a little weak at the stomach, this one might not be for you. But, with that said, let's dive into the action. The first match on grudge matches is Hulk Hogan defending the WWF title against the Magnificent Morocco. Now, this is a rematch from a previous event that took place in Madison Square Garden, where in that previous encounter, the Magnificent Morocco won as a result of a countout. So, Hulk Hogan in this match is wearing all white. White shirt, white headband, white trunks, white knee pads, white boots. And as soon as he enters the ring, the Magnificent Morocco attacks Hulk Hogan. And very early on in this match, Gorilla Monsoon compares it or says that Hulk Hogan was Pearl Harbored, to which Gene Okerlund replies, Oh, well, I think Mr. Fuji knows a lot about Pearl Harbor. 
Not sure if that came out good or not. But anyway, this is a straight-out slugfest. These two guys just go at each other. And there are several times during this match where you could hear Gene Oakland going, Oh! 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 Yes, it is Mean Gene doing the grunting sound. So this match goes to the outside several times, and they're fighting all over the garden. Chairs are used. The post gets involved. Morocco bleeds. And what's interesting about it is at first when you see Morocco bleed, it doesn't look like he's actually bleeding. But when you finally do see it, there is some blood coming out from him. But it's like, the way Gene does it, it's like, oh, he's bleeding already, when you could hardly see him bleeding at first, which is kind of weird. So, we get to the end of the match, and I actually like the way this match ends, because Hogan, after busting Morocco wide open, delivers a suplex. Morocco's on the apron, so Hogan brings Morocco in with a suplex. Gives him a couple punches. Then he hits the leg drop. Here's the cover. One, two, three. That's it. Hulk Hogan wins. Hogan retain. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Morocco's foot was on the rope. Well, actually, it was Mr. Fuji who put the foot on the bottom rope to save Magnificent Morocco. So the match continues. Fuji then gives Morocco some, some salt, you know, to take the demons away and Morocco throws salt into the eyes of Hulk Hogan that ends the match Hogan will win the match as a result of a disqualification to retain the WWF title now our next grudge is the first of two where we get multiple matches between two individuals this one is Terry Funk versus the Junkyard Dog. And I'm going to point out in a, in a minute or two, kind of one of my first two issues with this tape. And, I, and I'm not, normally I'm not very nitpicky about stuff, but this time I got to point it out and call it the way I see it. So this is a TV match. This is from championship wrestling and terry funk attacks junkyard dog as soon as he enters the ring but it's all junkyard dog junkyard dog is beating up on terry funk he's not giving him a chance every chance he gets he takes him out to the ring takes him to the floor jimmy hart tries to get involved he pulls the ankle of the dog and the dog chases him around to the point where jimmy hart ends up in the ring and there's this one spot, and oh, I, I don't know if Jimmy, you know, didn't break any bones in his ribs or not, but Dog sends Jimmy Hart chest first into the corner, kind of the, you know, like the Bret Hart bump with the, with the corner and the turnbuckles, and Jimmy just takes it so rough and bad. It, it looked bad. So, we get to the end of the match, and when Jimmy Hart was in the ring, he 
you know, was trying to save Terry Funk, Terry Funk from getting branded. So the junkyard dog grabs the branding iron, and he's branding Terry Funk, because Terry Funk is tied up into the ropes. As he's doing this, here comes somebody into the ring, takes off his boot, and hits the dog from behind. It's Dory Funk Jr. It's Terry's brother. So the referee calls for the bell, and they beat up on the dog. And as they're doing this, and this this was funny, Jimmy Hart manages to get back in the ring. He takes his shirt off, literally, like he does. And he just goes and runs and jumps right on the junkyard dog. It's absolutely funny. And eventually the locker room clears to get rid of the Funks and JYD. So then we go to an interview with Mean Gene asking the junkyard dog, you know, about the match with Terry Funk. Do you want to win this match or do you just want to beat up Terry Funk? And Junkyard Dog's like, well, you know, I, I do like to win, but, you know, sometimes you got to beat him up. And this is going to, and this goes right into my first problem with the tape. They did the order of this match differently. What do I mean by that? Well, this next match of Terry Funk and the Junkyard Dog took place on Saturday night's main event that aired in early November 1985. The previous match that I had talked about aired in 1986. So they did a... I couldn't believe they did it. So there's my first criticism. Keeping order of the match. But anyway... Let's get to the match from Saturday night's main event. And it is all Junkyard Dog. It is all the dog. He's beating up Terry Funk after Terry tries a sneak attack. And then there is this incredible spot where Dog has Terry Funk up. He's going for a body slam. But Funk grabs the ropes. The dog pulls him away. And then just propels him over the top to the floor, to the hard concrete floor. And Terry takes a terrible bump. And then in the process, Jimmy Hart is checking on him. And Terry Funk's thinking, okay, this is JYD attacking me. He's about to punch Jimmy when he sees it is Jimmy Hart. So then we're reminded by Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura that if Terry Funk wins this match, he could be in line for a future world title shot. Well, it's not looking too good for Terry Funk because he gets back into the ring and the Junkyard Dog still is in control. Terry Funk's able to get a couple moves in and then he locks in a sleeper onto the Junkyard Dog. But JYD manages to get out of said sleeper and puts a sleeper on of his own. Jimmy Hart gets up on the apron to try to distract the referee, which catches Junkyard Dog's attention. And then the end of the match, Junkyard Dog grabs Jimmy Hart. Terry Funk grabs the megaphone, hits the Junkyard Dog with the referee not seeing it, knocks the dog out. 
Terry Funk gets a cover. One, two, three. Terry Funk wins the match. A huge win for Terry Funk. Then, after the match, Jimmy Hart grabs the branding iron and he tells the he tells Terry Funk to brand the junkyard dog. Well, Terry Funk goes to do it, but the junkyard dog blocks it, and he's able to attack Terry Funk away. Meanwhile, he's able to catch Jimmy Hart, and there's a little tug of war going on between Funk and the dog. And the dog then grabs Jimmy Hart's pants, pulls them off, gets Jimmy Hart, and then he brands him on his underwear. Jimmy Hart is a true pro. He he takes it for the team here. And Jimmy Hart gets away, but he has been branded by the Junkyard Dog. Now we're going to go into the archive for this next match as Bruno Sammartino faces Ivan Koloff. Now, I want to point out the time that this match takes place. It is 1975. Now, at this time, Bruno is the WWF champion. At this time. And this is where my second problem comes into this tape. And this is my last problem that I actually have for this one, believe it or not. Gorilla Monsoon, who's on commentary, says during this match that Ivan Koloff is the champion at this time. I don't know if they were trying to say that, oh, Bruno is the challenger trying to win the belt back from Ivan Koloff, or if they just wanted, you know, people to believe that Koloff was champion because Koloff did beat Bruno for the title in 1971 to win, you know, to be the WWF champion. But Koloff only had the belt for like two or three weeks and then lost to the Pedro Morales, which is on another tape, which we haven't gotten to yet, but we'll get to it in the near future. So anyway, to the match itself... It's a good match. Um, it's a good, you know, big guy versus big guy match. And it's kind of surprising that Koloff is mentioned on this tape. Because, you know, uh, we're talking 85-86. And Ivan Koloff is in Jim Crockett promotion. Highly featured for the NWA. So it kind of surprises me that they're, you know, in, in a way, pushing Ivan Koloff. But that's neither here nor there for this discussion. So, you know, you like I said, it's a good big guy, big guy match. Bruno bleeds for a little bit. Col and then he get you know, Bruno comes back. Koloff tries to leave, but Bruno is not going to have it. Um... He gets him back in the ring, and then you get to the end, Koloff hits the referee, and these two guys are fighting each other. The referee calls for the bell. Here comes wrestlers coming out of the locker room. 
Gorilla Monsoon, the Blackjacks, uh, I think Dominic Danucci's in there as well, Arnold Skolan, they try to break it up, referee rules it a no contest. Now we go to the more, or the most modern feud of this entire tape, and this is probably the best part of the entire videotape, is the grudge and the feud between Tito Santana and Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, we begin with the match from All-Star Wrestling, where Valentine challenges Santana for the Intercontinental title. Santana goes on to the outside before the match and clips Santana in the leg. So they get into the ring and they're, you know, they, the, the match starts and it's a back and forth match. And this crowd is really hot. This is a really hot crowd. And you have Jack Reynolds and Angelo Mosca on commentary. I, I know, not the best commentary group in the world. I know. And Angelo Mosca, he gets so excited at one point. He's like, oh, this is so exciting. It's the hour of power. The hour of power. So you get to the end. Santana hits the flying forearm on Greg Valentine. So he covers him. One, two, Valentine gets his foot under the rope. Santana thinks he's won the match. But the referee explains to Santana that, no, you did not win this match. Valentine comes up from behind. He hits a move. One, two, three. Greg Valentine wins the Intercontinental title. We have a brand new champion. And then... After the match, Valentine grabs Santana by the injured leg, locks in the figure four leg lock, and then grabs the middle rope for leverage. And he, once he's done, Valent or Santana is in extreme pain, and he is not himself. So then this leads us to Tito Santana getting work done on his leg. And this is the most subdued that Santana ever is, I think, that I've ever seen him. Because he's sitting there, he's got glasses on, and he's like, well, I'm going to get surgery on my leg, hopefully to fix some ligaments in the knee. Uh, the doctors are going to perform on me very soon. Uh, hopefully everything's going to come out all right. So you get the doctor explaining what the surgery procedure is and then they wheel Santana into the operating room and you see the two doctors coming in. The old, I washed my hands, can't touch anything, open the door with my elbow kind of thing. And you see Santana, you know, being knocked out with anesthesia and they do the surgery. You never see the surgery, which... Kind of glad you don't in 1985. And then Santana, after coming out, he's like, Well, the doctors say that the ligament damage was a little worse than than what they expected. But I'm going to get better. Hey, Greg Valentine, 
I'm gonna go kick your butt, brother. I'm gonna win my title back. Ariba. He does an Ariba. Tito Santana. God bless you, sir. God bless you. So now we jump forward and we get to the steel cage match. Tito Santana versus Greg Valentine intercontinental title. It is in Baltimore, Maryland. This is a good steel cage match. And this tells a very good story between two men who just absolutely hate each other's guts. It's a brawl back and forth fighting all around the cage. There are times where Valentine tries to escape, but Santana blocks it. There are times where Santana tries to escape, but Valentine blocks it. They go back and forth. Santana gets thrown into the cage at one point, and he ends up bleeding. So, again, more bleeding. And then we get to the end of this match. Valentine is going to lock on the figure four leg lock. Santana is able to kick him off. Valentine goes face first into the cage. Santana starts to crawl. And then eventually he gets himself up. And then he starts to climb out of the cage. He's doing everything he can to get out. Valentine, at first, tries to stop Santana from getting out. But Santana is able to block it. Valentine, after coming down realizes he's near the door. So he's going to go out through the door. Santana sees this, kicks the door to close on Valentine, knocks Valentine down. Santana drops from the cage. Tito's feet hit the floor first. Tito Santana wins. He's the new Intercontinental Champion. After the match, Jimmy Hart grabs the belt, throws it into the cage and Valentine starts destroying the belt and Santana staggered getting himself together sees this gets back into the cage and Valentine throws the belt one more time into the cage before leaving and Santana grabs the belt holds it into the air in celebration that he has won back his Intercontinental title. Now an interesting story that came out many, many years later after this uh, match took place. Is that this is the final match of this particular version of the Intercontinental title with a green strap. Tito Santana has admitted in an interview after the match happened. As he was leaving the arena, he threw away the Intercontinental title because, well, a brand new Intercontinental title was being made. The one that, you know, was used for, God, like 13 years or close to 13 years. And Santana knew the belt was broken, threw it away, threw it away. So we will never see that belt again, that version of the Intercontinental title ever again. Thank you very much, Tito Santana. So, 
now we go back into the archives again and we get Bruno San Martino, this time facing superstar Billy Graham. Now, this match is pretty big because not only is this a rematch, not only is this for the title, the WWF title, but we have a special guest referee for this match. And the guest referee for this match is none other than Gorilla Monsoon. And, oh, by the way, we got to mention that uh, Gorilla Monsoon at this time weighed 420 pounds. Don't know why we have to mention it, but we're just going to mention it anyway. So, Billy Graham does everything he can in his power to either get an advantage or to eventually get disqualified during the match. He attacks Bruno before the bell rings, but Gorilla pushes him back. Graham at one point grabs a rope from underneath the ring and tries to use it on Bruno. Gorilla's not going to have it. Not going to have it. Bruno is just in complete control of this match. Billy Graham later grabs the WWF title and he hits Bruno with it. And, it, and you're thinking, okay, he used the belt. This is over. Ring the bell. This match is over. Gorilla, nope. Not going to let it end this way. So Bruno, he, he punches Billy Graham to the point where Billy Graham goes over the top rope into the floor. And Graham, Graham's had enough. He's going to the back. Gorilla Monsoon is like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not how we're going to end it. So he grabs Billy Graham, puts him in a fireman's carry position. The crowd goes crazy in the garden. And he throws him back into the ring. So the match is able to continue. Eventually, Bruno starts to bleed in this match. And Gorilla has to check a couple times, make sure he can see so it can continue, and he's able to continue. Billy Graham later starts to bleed. His is a little bit worse. But Gorilla's checking, and he's like, he can continue the match. Let's keep going. So they end up going into the corner, and they're just fighting each other. They're punching Gorilla Monsoon does everything he can to, you know, kind of make sure either that we have a winner or that this match can continue. And both guys are bleeding badly. And Gorilla Monsoon has no other choice, no real choice, than to call for the bell to stop the match. <coughs> So the referee's official decision is he stops the match. Both men were bleeding excessively. Did not think neither one of them could continue. And the match is basically a no contest. Billy Graham retains the WWF title. And now to the finale of this tape. And in a way, I understand why this is the final match on the tape. But also, I kind of question, kind of question this one. But again, I get it. 
It is Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. That's right. The main event of WrestleMania 1 is the final match on the tape. And, you know, I've been doing this podcast and, God, we've gone through 15 tapes so far. This is the second one, actually, I'm thinking. Yeah, this is the second one where I'm reviewing a match from WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania. The other one being Sheik and Volkoff against Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, which is on the Tag Team Champions uh, videotape, which you guys can check out that episode in the archives. So to the famous match, the main event of WrestleMania 1. Orndorff and Hogan are in the ring to start the match. Piper once in the ring. Piper gets tagged, even though Gorilla Monsoon says there didn't need to be a tag because no one had been touched. Then, Mr. T is yelling for Hulk Hogan. He wants in the ring. Mr. T gets the tag. So, Piper and Hogan, or Piper and Mr. T, they're nose-to-nose, they're face-to-face, they're right at each other. Piper slaps T, T slaps Piper, and Mr. T hangs with Piper. He does amateur wrestling moves, and he even, at one point, body slams Roddy Piper. So after Mr. T body slams Piper, Piper runs T into the corner. They start fighting. Orndorff is fighting. Hogan comes in to fight. Here comes Orton onto the apron. Snooka gets into the ring. Here comes Muhammad Ali again in the ring to break everything up. He takes a shot at Piper, and then he goes to the other side of the ring to take a shot at Orton. And this crowd is going crazy. This is unbelievable. So, Piper gathers the group together, and at first they go all the way to the back. And you know, the announcers, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, are like, oh, there's no way they're going to let this end like this. There's no way this match is going to go down like it. So, they eventually come back into the ring, and... Piper and T are still the legal men in the ring for this one. And Mr. T gets a couple of moves, tags into Hogan. They hit a double clothesline on the Piper. And Hogan is ju- Hogan comes in. He's in control on Piper. He hits a big boot onto Piper that sends him over the top to the floor. While he, After he does it and he kind of gets held back, Here comes Orndorff from behind, and he knocks Hogan out to the floor, and there's so much distraction going on. Piper grabs a chair, hits Hogan on the back with the chair, and now Hogan and Piper, or not Hogan and Piper, Piper and Orndorff are in control. See, it's so hard. So hard to keep control of the action here. So, Orndorff comes in, they hit a double atomic drop on the Hogan, And Orndorff is in control. He's beating up on Hogan. But Hogan manages to get free. He tags in Mr. T. So Mr. T comes in. He and Orndorff, they wrestle for a few minutes. Orndorff and Piper get control. And then Mr. T makes the tag to Hogan. He gets in the ring. There's pandemonium going on. And then we get to the end of the match. Orndorff has a full Nelson on Hulk Hogan. 
Piper's going to hit something on Hogan. He's like a punch or something. Mr. T comes in the ring to break that up. As this is going on, Orton comes into the ring. Here comes Jimmy Snuka, and he headbutts Orton out of the ring over the top. Patterson, Pat Patterson, the referee, sees this. He has Snuka go out of the ring. Orton is able to get himself together. He climbs the top rope. He's going to hit Hogan with the cast. He jumps. Hogan moves out of the way at the last split second. Orndorff gets hit with the cast. He's knocked out. Hogan covers him. One, two, three. That's it. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T win the tag team match. Win the main event of the very first WrestleMania. And that ends grudge matches. But hold it right there, wrestling fans, because we have news on three new videotapes that'll be coming out real soon. Starting off with the best of the WWF, Volume 7. In Volume 7, we'll see a war that seems like it'll never end, as Bret the Hitman Hart and Jim Neanville Nyhart face Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. Next, we got thousands of letters from fans requesting this particular videotape, Villains of the Squared Circle. We'll see King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, Roddy Roddy Piper, Randy the Not-So-Macho Man, and from the archive, Stan Stasiak, King Ernie Ladd, and much more. And finally, a videotape devoted to Bruno Sammartino, wrestling's living legend. You'll see him in his years struggling in matches against Killer Kowalski and then make his return out of retirement to face younger competitors such as Roddy Roddy Piper. That's the best of the WWF Volume 7, Villains of the Squared Circle, and Bruno Sammartino, wrestling's living legend. Go to your local retailer and reserve your copies now. And then, if you have comments and you want to mail it, write to The Producer, Coliseum Video, 430 West, 54th Street, New York, New York, 10019. And that is the end of the Grudge Matches videotape. So, what did I think of Grudge Matches? First off, there is not one bad match on this tape. There really isn't. This is a very fun, entertaining video to watch from beginning to end. My only two complaints about the tape. Number one, the order that they had Terry Funk and Junkyard Dog go in, which... I, I don't really understand. I guess I do understand because it's like, well, you can't have the match where one person wins go first and then have the other match come and there be no conclusion to it. But still, if you had something like that from a little earlier, you could have, you know, had that done. You could have. But again, this is... 85 going into 86 so you know maybe they didn't think of it at the time 
And again, the other thing is how they mentioned that Ivan Koloff was champion in the match against Bruno San Martino. But again, it, it, it's very minor. I'm not going to nitpick on that one too much. But overall, this is a very good tape. I underestimated this one because I know I did a review of this on YouTube many years ago. And I wasn't the biggest fan of it. But watching it around here this time... I really enjoyed this tape, and this is worth watching. Um, like I said, if you can find it on eBay, please go find it. Or I, I think it's up on Peacock, actually. You could watch this on Peacock. You will not be disappointed. Not one bit. This is definitely worth the watch. Uh, quick plug, check out that wrestling show where you can hear... Well, me, each and every Friday talking about current wrestling news and sometimes get into, you know, topics of the past. Next time around, going to be dedicating an entire video to one of the greatest baby faces of all time. The next videotape is all about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That is next time on Coliseum Corner. I'm Bill Yankovi. Thank you all for listening to Coliseum Corner, and I'll talk to you all next time.